0: Everybody, we are back. Welcome to another episode of More Than the Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And I'm joined by my co-host Chatty O, aka Pastel Chatty, aka your favorite CEO's favorite CEO. What's good, baby?
1: Listen, if it ain't bright, it ain't right. But listen, <laughs> I, I digress. You know that's my you know that's my tagline, but in honor of us coming into June, I do got on the black hoodie. I do got on the black hoodie. You know, but the, the glasses are green. You know what
0: I'm saying? The is you got green, you got to throw
1: a little color in there, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My boy's ready to part, man. Yeah, I'm ready to part. I'm ready to so, part. So man, I, I'm excited for this episode. Before we yeah. start, y'all, quick shout out to the returning listeners, subscribers. Thank you for the continued support. We're growing and glowing every week because of y'all, we really appreciate it. For the first time, listeners, thanks for joining. This is more than the titles of the show about having authentic conversation with some of the best and brightest in business. And today is no different, y'all. So this dude, man, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm wait, excited. Wait, for this. wait,
1: wait, wait. Before oh. we jump into it, yep, shout yep. out to the Alive Podcast Network exclusively okay this show is brought to you exclusively by the alive podcast network uh if you don't have the original app don't worry about it they're downloading the 2.0 app i believe this month bigger and better they got so many shows on there black owned exclusively shout out the angel we brought to you exclusively by alive gotta get that in there
0: that's it, baby. That's, that's it, man. Right. But let's get right into rioting, and yes. rocking, baby. So, this guest, like I said, man, I'm excited to have this brother on, man. He's an entrepreneur and a content creator, best known for his stage name Corporate Bro, where he produces, writes, and stars in an online sketch comedy known by the same name. He's amassed a loyal following over 600K followers in the last eight years, bringing his brand of humor to the masses and giving the world a brutally honest take on what it's really like to work in sales in the 21st century. He performs stand up comedy for large corporate tep- uh, tech companies like SAP, Concord, Dropbox, Salesforce, and and most recently dropped an eight-episode eight, uh, eight episode TV series called Sad. Sales Are Dope. And there's only the guest so far that we have that has an IMDB page, which is fire. That's so let's crazy. welcome Ross Pomeroy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Hold oh,
1: on, hold geez. on. Wait, 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 wait. How you got movie credit paid? How you got a movie credit? Listen, fire. Sad.
2: Sagging, exactly.
1: sagging, sag Astra got nothing on you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he I'm is union. Yet, you know, sag, get but... this man his union card. Let's yeah, I'm just, go. I'm ready to go on strike. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> I'm ready. But wait though, before we jump into it, you know we have to give you your accolades once again. I know a lot of our guests. Um, they don't like to hear about the things that they did, but it's very important to us to acknowledge success, right? Because once again, this platform is to give back, right? We want to inspire the next you, right? The next whoever to see your story. It doesn't matter where they are or what type of background they have, but to see what you've done and get some type of inspiration from it and go, if he can do it, I can do it. So, you know, congratulations.
0: You know it. What I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got to get it in. And, bro, I'm, I'm yeah. going to keep it real, man. You're one of the first people I started following when I started my LinkedIn journey, bro. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a sales guy. So, every corporation I've been at, you would have been my guy that I'm drinking in a real water cooler with. You'd have been the dude I'd have been drinking with after work and complaining about somebody taking our effing leads and all that shit. You he'd have been, been complaining. Like, ah, no, he'd have been you know, complaining. Oh, oh absolutely. I <laughs> oh, <laughs> was yeah. complain. He did it own. You could have baby. You'd have been the shoulder to cry on. <laughs> uh,
2: hey, I would have been. I would have racking the shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would have been <laughs> pushing it. Well, so thank you. That.
2: I appreciate that. You know, what? LinkedIn is a is. I mean that means you're an OG. I LinkedIn and I have yes, a sir. tenuous relationship, so uh, it's gotten better. It's gotten better. You know, it's like we broke up, we got divorced, but now we're like kind of back together. we're Kind of like seeing each other again, but we're taking not it, like taking it, the taking the next it easy, step. taking yeah. it steady. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> but we're not going to commit because we know you know there's other platforms out there. <laughs>
1: LinkedIn Link, Link, said, "Corporate bro, you have to sleep in the guest room for a little bit." You <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They did what, do that.
0: But that's, that's what I'm, yeah. let's start right with that, let's bro. So I want to I I know, who first of all, I want to know who you are as a person, bro, because that's going to inform right. the strategy and the content. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how you got into sales to start us off.
2: Yep. Sheesh. Okay. Well, can't wait to let everyone down with this. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's my upbringing? I'm from Atlanta originally, uh, born, mostly raised, uh, huge Braves fan, and uh, I was a baseball guy. I thought growing up I was going to be a major league baseball player. No one told me I wasn't six feet tall. Till it was too late and um like most washed up athletes I, I stumbled into sales you know i got this sick offer i was i'd moved to california this company called oracle and i was like oh yeah mm-hmm. dubs play there that was at oracle this is gonna be sick yeah, that's right yeah business development turned out developing business meant being in sales i had no idea what i was getting into in day one it was like all right here we're gonna train how to cold call and i was like oh, fuck! like what have i what have i done <laughs> uh and that's it like i didn't mean to go into sales I didn't know what business development was. and so there None I go, of us do. Hold on, yeah, still, <laughs> still unclear. I'm always down to develop some business. And um, yeah, I mean, that's where Corporate Bro, that's where that whole thing kind of started. I was working in Redwood Shores, uh, south of San Francisco, in what can only be described as a frat house with a dress code. Yeah. And it's like, Oracle's got this beautiful campus. You see these database-shaped buildings from the freeway. Nah, we're in the frat house across the street. This just shithole called Twin Dolphin. It smelled like, Breakfast burritos and ass like, like. shit he, yeah. he said
1: a fraternity with a dress code. He yeah. <laughs> said a fraternity with a dress code. Never heard of fraternity with
2: a dress code. Like, yeah, well, I mean that's if a reason gonna be trouble. Yeah. I mean, everyone was 20 to 40 years old. Nobody had any idea what the hell we were selling, Right, but we're closing million dollar deals. We're working with fortune Uh 100 companies. Wow. And then we're going to uh, Coachella and we're going to go blackout. And that's, uh, that's what we did. Just rinse and repeat. And everyone's just bonding over the misery that is sales and quota and all the stress that goes with it.
0: But oh, man. When, when was that right point on. in that journey where you started being successful doing sales? Because there's always that point where we're down, you know, we're trying to figure shit out, we're yeah. figuring out our lead list, we're talking to old guys, and then you, caught, you, you catch your, your streak. So what yeah. was that moment for you, and what was that opportunity?
2: Uh, it, I, was, I started hot, and then I went through it. You know, um, I got humbled. I got humbled yep, real quick. Yep. Um, but I think I kind of got into, it probably took me three years. To kind of be a professional you know i I felt like i was living and dying on every deal i was living and dying on every phone call you know i mean pro athletes like they're gonna take the shot they're gonna miss and they're gonna shoot again and that's that's what it is you have to learn that you know what you're gonna shoot again and that's okay and um you know i stopped attaching my self-worth to my performance you know and that's i think right. that's what you got to do you got to be a pro about it your best days and worst days they got to look the same to everybody else so yeah, even but that's if you hard. feel it
1: but that's hard though that's, that's hard. hard especially when you're based on the metrics of how much you sell so yes. that's yes. Very, that's a very oh. hard thing to do that's a it's very hard. hard thing to do yeah
2: it's hard it doesn't mean i didn't feel it and i wasn't you know coming home my roommates were like yo he's in a, he's pissed right now and that i wasn't like working extra when i wasn't doing well but you know you just got to kind of let it go sometimes i mean shit's out of cont- out of your control a lot of the time you do as much as you can all you can do is the best you can if you if you know you did that day in and day out, like you know what, so be it, you can live with that. But right. yeah, that's when you leave things on the table when you start being lazy or you start being whiny and like, nah, I'm not gonna do that, or like, nah, I'm just unlucky, blah blah blah. And maybe you are unlucky, but if you start changing your process and, and you know, or getting lazy, that's that's when you start to get in trouble. So it probably took me three years, I would say, to kinda let, let, it let go. me ask
1: you a question in, in this process, right. Um, when they introduce you guys to the sales floor did you have like a mentor to kind of like bring you in and say hey like cuz listen cuz i did sales like not that kind of sales but like i remember like one of my first jobs was like that we call it like that phone bank like you had to like call telemarketer, people yeah, to telemarketer telemarketer right all center, Yeah, call center, center right and yeah. you had to get a person to take this long 20 minute fucking survey and tell about their yeah. assets and their foot size and it was it was crazy the reason i asked you that is cuz you know we come in cold right so they give you this little orientation but then they give you like yeah. a little manual like a manual right um, that you just read from right so if yeah. somebody answers you read. so when you started this i was i was asking you when you started this did they give you like a mentor or did they give you like a manual to kind of follow um to kind of get you on the track to you know to to start your sales in like in, in a certain direction and then you kind of like tweaked
2: it from there yeah. I mean, they, they kind of give you a little bit of everything. I wouldn't okay. say they mm-hmm. give us a, a manual, so to speak, but they gave us a framework to kind of think about, There you, go. There you, you go. know, um, I, I remember, so I came in as a, as a BDR, kind of your low level entry level, like cold caller. I wasn't even allowed to close business for my first year. It was like, wow. learn the process of cold calling, cold emailing, you set up the calls, you get the people excited and then you hand it off and all the glory goes to the AE. And right. I remember the AE sat on a different floor than us and my manager walked me in to like meet my AE and the dude wouldn't even turn around to look at me yeah. when I got there. That's and I mean. he was like, he was like, don't worry, man. Like that's like normal. Like once you prove yourself, once you just like show that you're valuable, like prove it yep. to them, then, then they'll start like putting time on your calendar, starting to come up to you, come hang out and stuff. And that's what happened. But I just kind of remember it was, you know, it's exactly how I kind of remembered showing up in a locker room, like you know, I played very low level independent minor league baseball, but it was kind of like, you're the rookie. You're going to get hazed. Like you're going to get right. kind of, you, you got to earn it here. Yeah. It's Good all analogy. about earning it. No, and right. so uh, that's what it was for me. And, you know, I had my manager. He was obviously wants us to do well. Cause if we do well, he gets paid who who wouldn't want that. And yeah. so yeah, I kind of had him and he's still a great friend. My, um, my very first manager, I still, you know, hang out with him and his wife. And, but he was kind of the guy I leaned on at first. Cause we're all, we're all, everyone on my team, we're all new. We were like a brand new team. So we were all, what was nice is we were all suffering together. You know, we all had the shitty calls. We'd all listen to each other's calls. We all, yeah. you know, be quiet. We hear one of our friends getting dominated. Like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that, sir. No, no. I understand why you might feel that way, but like, uh, hello, hello, hello. You know, like, yeah. you know, just getting absolutely yeah. dominated, but then, you know, you go on a walk, you go grab another coffee, get that yeah. nice anxiety twitch going on and just run it back.
0: That's yeah. it, man. Right, right.
2: Now, <laughs> yeah. like, it
1: is like a frat house, you know? Um, so, another thing I wanted to ask you the camaraderie, right? The camaraderie, right? You mentioned that all you guys were starting at the bottom. I think that's a very good point that we can't get past, right? Because when you're all starting at the bottom, you're all going through the exact same thing, right? Yep. So you can you can lean on each other, Vice, if they had put you in already with your mentor or with your, your sales lead and you had to work under him like a, an apprenticeship, it would feel a lot different, right? Because totally. Because whoever's like the star would get the best treatment, right? And then if you wasn't the star, the other guys would get like the shitty treatment. But you guys all went through the mud together. So I think that... Yep. that but, but let me let me
0: let me set up the table though. For yeah. I know where you're going with the chat. Right, but like yeah. for sales, away in tech sales, I'm with you. Okay. Okay. It, it's a dog eat dog competitive ass world. But we all love each other. It's the weirdest yeah, shit yeah, ever. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you want Sally to succeed, but I want to kick your ass and hit quota, and I want to go right. to president's club. But I'm gonna help you. And then it, it's weird, bro. So like okay. that that's it, it's weird in sales, especially in tech, man. Like it, honestly, where does it end with you people? Yeah, that's, yeah, how, you know,
2: it that's how it always, is it's always there's always is a little it something, like with you congratulate people? him but yeah. somewhere inside you're like Fuck you that Fuck, shit." Man. like you know you, you you some of my best friends are those people though you know we we're all very uh, yeah, competitive with exactly. each other right. you know it, it's one of those things where if you're all doing well you're all hitting quota then yeah. you know it's, it's great it's great because yeah. then you can really push each other but if one of you is having like an actually bad quarter you're like Shit, what I want to this. I want Yeah, what can you do? Let, yeah. you know, Let you me know. ask you a
1: question. If you drop the ball on the call, let's say if you drop the ball on the call, could your partner pick up the call and kind of see if he can make it up? How How does that work? Or Not di- is it like a dead really. lead after that? Okay, it's
2: kind of dead. I mean, oh, you know, you okay. get you kind of get one shot, and everybody gets allocated certain leads or certain gotcha. territories. They're exactly. operating in certain gotcha. swim lanes. Okay, and that's the other piece is like, right? You might have somebody who's got just a someone's covering New York, right? Everybody's right. buying tech in New York. I might be right. in Iowa battling trying Ah. to get some farmer dave to buy some software (laughs) right and like farmer dave's like using a using pen and paper and like new york's like oh yeah we're gonna buy that so like it's not always apples to apples and that's what's so hard about sales is like situation timing luck like there's a lot of that goes into it but you know what it's kind of like some people just find a way to win no matter what and it is what it is but it is very situation based for a lot of people Absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. man. So where did so I'm I'm gonna keep it real with you, Ross. What, what started with me on a LinkedIn journey, I'm gonna keep it all the way real, bro. I hated fucking cold calling. I, I I prided myself on being able to call the biggest CEO and get you on the phone. It might take me a hundred fucking attempts, but I'm gonna get you at one point, bro. Yeah. But at, at age 32 with two kids. I was like, F that shit. I'm done with it. It's got to be a smarter way for us to do sales. So what I did was when I went on LinkedIn, I just started being myself. I started with the hat and the hoodie. I started giving sales advice, marketing advice, SEO, all that good stuff. So And then I started driving business as a result of that. So we closed $2 million, bro, without a cold call or email. And that's when sales became really f enjoyable. So did you have that same mindset when you created corporate, bro? Did you just want to make sales more fun? Did you want to just shed light on what yeah. it's like to be a salesperson? Or was there business you know, KPI attached to it.
2: I mean, I think you were probably smarter than I was. I mean, you're clearly kind of one of the OG personal brand folks. And that's what everybody talks about now is like have a presence, have like a brand. And that's just not your product or your company. And people will gravitate towards it. I think for me, like, honestly, it was, it was catharsis, man. It was just like healing. It was, I, I got, it was my therapy. I, you know, I wasn't going to going to therapy every week. This was it. I was going to make fun of the shit I was dealing with. And, you know, it turned out everybody else was dealing with the same thing. So it wasn't for mm-hmm. until probably a couple of years in where the, I would say I started applying my own KPIs to it kind of strict process. I think for me, it it was very similar though, in that I would write, I would use humor. Humor was always kind of my like way in with people. I, I would, my opening thing would kind of be like, I know talking to a salesperson is somewhere between jury duty and like getting a root canal. So like, I really do appreciate you giving me <laughs> even a few minutes. And they're like, oh hey, yeah, a, that guy oh, knows you.
1: That's a hell of a distance. Jury duty <laughs> and a root canal. But, but they both suck. They both suck. Listen, so, nah, I don't know. I'll take the jury duty. That root canal shit is yeah. terrible. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, terrible. you know, it depends
2: on who I'm talking to, but right. you know, they're kind of like, you know, this right. guy knows this sucks. Like, right. I know it sucks. You don't want right. to talk to me right now. There's a reason I am calling you. I'm not just calling you because I want to ruin your day. Right. You know, yep. so for me, it was self-awareness. It was how can I, you know, uh, be self-deprecating that sort of broke down walls and let people be realize that I'm a human and that, you know, this is a human conversation. So it took me a little while to get there. But that's that's what I did. Yeah, Oh man, I could imagine. Yeah. Then, then, you know, I got
0: to ask. So you, you went through you started attaching KPIs in like that third, fourth year. Could you break down to it? Because I'm always curious from content creators, bro. What is your process? How do you come up with the ideas that you come up with? How do you come up with the doc? Like, do you do everything from front to end? Like, if you could just lay it out, because I'm pretty sure everybody in here thinking the same thing. bro. we love your content. How the f hey, that hey, hey, Hold on, hold <laughs> on, hey, hold
1: on. If it's patent pending, then you gotta say that. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. We asking you, yeah, right yeah. so you to drop the jewels right now. So we asking you to drop the jewels. If it's patent pending, you gotta let them know. Hey, no, listen, I don't wish. take
2: my shit. It's your trademark. No, you take all of it. You take okay. all my shit. You do right. it however you want. I you know for me it started with one thing and that was like the antenna's always got to be on right like i'm always listening for some outrageous shit that's happening i don't know i kind of watch the world in general just of like okay. kind of how it is like i, I just kind of see it for what it is i'm like i oh, here comes this stupid meeting about this dumb shit cuz they want us to feel xyz and it's just like i think everybody else knows that that's happening but people i, I don't know i'm just sitting there kind of stripping everything back to like the core of what are we doing and why are we doing it right, and yeah. honestly most of what we do is fucking stupid and outrageous <laughs> so you know things would happen like a manager would say something dumb or i'd be with you know my homies at lunch and someone, we'd have a hilarious conversation every time I'm writing it down. I'm like, why was that funny? Why was that funny? What happened here? Mm, and so right. I started keeping kind of a bank of, of things I could use. Then I'd go back to writing later. Sometimes at work, mostly not, but you know, and say, how do I turn this into a sketch? How do I, how do I bring the, what just happened to life? So, and I and make it more broad. And so what I tell people originally corporate bro started as third person. I, I wasn't corporate bro. I was the guy who played corporate bro. I still feel that way, but I use yeah first person now because it's easier to write things but it was Corbet bro has a bad day. Corbet bro has a rough sales call. Corbet bro gets too you know jacked up on coffee. It was always let's start there and now let's figure out what the comedic game it is game is right. So if like mm. I wrote about this the other day I was like bro finds a lucky penny. so how do we make that funny? Well what if we make the penny not actually lucky and a bunch of terrible shit happens to him and then he just launches this penny away because like you know that nobody's expecting the lucky penny to be shitty. So like yeah. that's how I would think about it Corbro finds a lucky penny let's flip it make the penny unlucky and then let's end it with some like funny thing of him throwing the penny into the water and like cursing the gods that type of yeah. thing so it was like yeah you know so little moments you, you like could have movie.
1: turned that into almost like a, a, a comic strip
2: right that's how exactly. com- that's how comics like did
1: that's how comic strips are written just like that. right right yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. that was so, the goal me- me- message that. corporate bro might be coming to the daily news <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> message yeah. i said it
2: first right I if mean, you see
1: corporate bro in the new york post pastel chat he said it first yes i can't draw for shit so if you're to <laughs> yeah. draw illustration for me feel free hey listen listen it's all fingers. about teamwork it's all about teamwork <laughs> yeah that's I great mean, that's exactly, yeah. that is
2: exactly ahead, kinda how i thought about
0: it storyboarded Story, yeah, 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 that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. So, what was that? Were, were you working at an organization when you started the corporate, bro? And what was that first impression when they started seeing your brand get traction online? What were those internal conversations like, bro? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, it, so, it was at Oracle. It was at Oracle, and like I said, you like, mm, we in that in that frat house, a lot Nobody of red there tape. gave a shit. Uh, yes, but the people I was around, none of them had that strip of tape. They didn't give a shit. Like they, mm. it never got high enough. We were all just kind of the peasants, and you know the the, the peasant overlords. We weren't like. Larry Ellison and his crew in that building, you know, all of us were on the same team. We were all struggling in the same organization, you know, trying to do the best we could. So most of them loved it. I mean, they were always like, when's the next video coming out? When's the next video coming out? I didn't get in trouble with any sort of organization until I was at Glassdoor, which was probably about four or five years into it. That's when candidates were interviewing and started to be like, yo, it was corporate bro work here. I think I've seen him on videos. I think I've seen this office in some of his videos. And then they, they were like, leadership was like, Wait. So what? What is this corporate bro thing? And then I got the HR walk, and you know that's when it kind of became an issue. And they were they were cool what? with it at first. You know hey, they wait, were cool.
1: Wait, with wait. It. HR sent you an email. Please please report to the third floor at five o'clock. Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty
2: much. Like you know, it was a little. Less it was you, know, you know they send you the email first. please.
1: Yeah. We'd like to see you at three thirty p.m. on the third floor, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very I polite i I take all the <laughs> snacks too. <before. laughs>
2: I'm taking this shit with, you know? If we're going out, I'm I'm getting some of this. But they were cool about it. Honestly, they were like, we just want to understand what this is, you know? Right, right. And I think what they realize is like, I'm like, look, I script these things out. I'm like very intentional about what I do. I've never used Glassdoor's brand. I've never used anybody's brand. I'm not here to disparage a company. I'm here to just talk about life and sales. And they're like, oh, okay. So like, this is the thing. You're not just some douchebag with a camera. I'm like, no, 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 I, I am that. But I also am like intentional about what I'm doing here. And so... It was cool with them for about 2 years and then I got the equivalent of that HR email except it was from legal or general counsel like oh, you are hereby banished oh, oh, from filming here just like oh, random no. thursday just, just <laughs> shot and I was like I knew the guy I was like Brad what, oh, what the fuck, man. dude he closed the door he's like look I can't I can't like he's like this is not this is off the record like
1: yeah
2: people here are um, let's just say they they don't love some of the things that you talk about and they oh. feel like potentially it's an unsafe work environment while you make fun of this stuff here. And I'm like, marketing, I knew it. It had to be <laughs> marketing, bunch of markets, all the sales team, they all get it. They love right. it. But it, you know, right. just kind of got big enough that some people don't get it. And that's comedy yeah. and that's comedy of all uh, yeah. since the beginning of time. Some people don't get it. Some people don't want it. And, you know, See, now that that's the know crazy,
0: that. too, yeah. but that's the crazy thing, right? So uh, HR reach out to you and tell you not to do it. Like how my experience was, the marketing team couldn't get a fuck enough of me and yeah. i was like you got to pay me you know what i mean and it was yeah, kind of yeah. it was kind of opposite so you were very early in that stage so a company like Glassdoor that does uh company reviews and stuff like for those listening right they're yeah. very stringent and then you're using the company's operations their offices to c- create this stuff right in yeah. today's market right if you, you were doing that in Glassdoor today you would have got a fifty thousand dollar pay raise and you'd have been head of marketing right now because that's going to be drawing leads because that's what it is that what you said was is so important is People will come into you from an interview and say, "Hey, corporate bro works here." That is the value right. of what you created, and they didn't even fucking see it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, the issue. What I will give them is Glassdoor and God, I'm not going to use the W word. I'm going to call them progressive. We'll call them yeah, progressive, yeah. like many tech companies are for sure. This was right in that in the heart of bro, like bro being a bad word, bro being like a, a word synonymous with like uh, misogyny, right? It's, it's, like not, it's not inclusive. Right. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And it's like uh, sales is a boys club and they were like trying to not have that be part of Glassdoor's identity because so much of what they're trying to do is transparency and breaking the glass ceiling and all these things that are good things in theory. But what they didn't like was me kind of calling this stuff out. And I think the people who mm-hmm. don't like what I do are the people who aren't willing to see the satire. Like I'm, I'm trying to make fun of this. I'm trying to say this is not exactly what you're supposed to do. This is what's wrong. But some people see it and they're like, oh, he's, he's being really serious right now. They don't right. see that it is an act and like intentionally trying to shine a light on something. So
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: it was kind of a, a, just a tenuous time. Yeah. It's crazy, but we need that as salespeople because it's
0: such a stressful job that yep. we need some humor, man. And that's why it's so important. Like, If you're not on that sales floor, if you don't know what it's like to have be on a pip, if you don't know what it's like to be able to hit your quota and you, you think you're going to get commission, you close the deal and they F you on your commission on the back end, if you don't know what that's like, then I, I don't want to hear it.
1: Yeah, but I got to right. play devil's advocate, though. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like that's every job, man. I feel like every job has to have some sort of humanity built into the job where you could just laugh. Think about For it, sure. it's, not, it's not just sales, man. Any job that you go to that you gotta deal with people. Right? People and their fucking attitudes and what they went through at home, and they bring that shit to work. And if they're not performing well, you deal with all of that, right? So you leave yeah, everything that home. you're dealing with at, at your house, and then yeah. you come to work and got to deal with everything everybody else is dealing with. You understand? So I, I feel like that's at any job, man. You got to, sometimes you got to laugh from, cr- stop yourself from fucking crying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, that's like, what it
2: was for us. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, like, you that's why it's it. sadness, yeah. baby. Sales right. never ever stops. Yeah. Sadness. sadness. Yeah. That's why we call it that. Yeah. But I got a question <laughs> for you.
1: I got a question for you. You know i i I be looking at sales jobs right and i'm just interested because i know like a lot of sales jobs are based off a commission right so a lot of people just jump right into sales because they see like the big bonuses but it's not really like structured where you can see yourself climbing past a certain level right so my question to you is like when you got into the sales thing you know, I know you've seen like the money you can make, but was it structured where you could say, "Okay, I'm gonna do sales, and after two years, I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna bump up to this"? Was it structured for you like that, or was you just winging it? Like, fuck it, I'm gonna make a couple dollars. and I hope I can make a couple dollars, and hopefully, an yeah. opportunity open up for me.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I, yeah, I think for me, it was about uh, my only goal was to survive. Like, yeah, okay. I just wanted to get quota and not get fired. Like. You know, back. and even then it's like, if I hit quota, I'm like, I'm trying to sandbag and not close these deals so I can start the next quarter or next year, like hot, you know, yeah. cause they're just looking for consistency. The one thing I will say is in sales, like you hit your numbers enough times, like you get promoted, you keep for getting sure. promoted, but you know, you could blow out one quarter, you could have a shit quarter and then you could blow out a quarter and management doesn't like that. They would rather see you at like a solid, like 101%, 102%, 101% versus like 74, 150, right. 60 190. Like they want to yeah. be able to forecast you, and they would much rather take that. That's why there's so many average professional athletes because they, you know, the what you're getting from them. You don't get yeah. coaches put them out there. They may not be the best player, but they know exactly what they're getting. And that's right. the same thing with sales. And so the money's cool. The money's great in theory. Like you said, a lot of them aren't, are structured infinite you know uncapped commission make as much commission as you want right. yeah the product sucks no one can sell it so like <laughs> doesn't right matter. exactly, doesn't exactly. Matter, you know <laughs> so that's kind of one of those things that they'll get you with it's for me it was more i felt the money would come but the shorter the shorter cycles it would take me to get promoted the quicker i could get promoted and kind of rise the ranks i felt like the money would come eventually you know and, and it did you know so that was always my goal i mean i understand why people get in they you know paying off student debt this that like i get it money driven it's great but you got to be in the right situation. Some of these sales jobs tout major money and it's just not there.
0: Absolutely. And what was that moment when you quit, bro? What was that like? Because you, you were still working at Glassdoor, you got the HR meeting and you've seen your stuff blow up. When was that moment that you just jumped off the
2: ledge and said, look, this is what I'm going to focus on. Were you already
0: monetizing your content?
2: Yeah, I mean, it took me seven years before I went in full-time to do it. Mm. I was doing it from 2014, I guess six years. So I stopped selling. I went to business school and graduated in 2020. So um, I stopped selling actually in 2019. Um, and then was like, I graduated business school and I was like, I'm not going to, I don't want to have a corporate job ever again. And I'm going to just push this corporate bro stuff and see what I can do with it. <clears throat> and that was kind of when I made, I made the choice. And fortunately has been a great choice. It's all seems to, I mean, it was one of those things, if you're doing two things, you're only ever going to give it like 70% max on each thing. You know, I needed yeah. to give a hundred, hundred percent on, on, on corp and see what would happen. So that jump mm. was basically after going to business school. I looked at all these people who were like, "I'm going to change jobs. I want to do something different," and then they'd all go back to banking or consulting or some other, you know, private equity, some boring ass job. I was like, "I, I ain't going to be me. I just back, like, back back to, back to McKinsey. Can't. Back to McKinsey. <laughs> yeah, man. Back to fucking McKinsey. Like, we sweet. Yeah, sweet. God, that sounds fun. But there's
1: a, there's a listen to what he said though." It wasn't only the experience that he gained from working at the job. He said he went back to school and got educated. Absolutely. You can't, can't, we cannot go past that, right? So yes, you're getting on the job training because that's what it's called, on the job training. But he also said, let me go learn the book part of this, right? The book smarts to this. And then when he had both of them together, he was like, okay, now I know what to do. I'm out of here. You understand what I'm saying? Which is super important, important. Very important to understand that on-the-job training is excellent. Me personally, I believe on-the-job training is way better than going to college, but I have to play devil's advocate. I do have college degrees also, but I got them after I was already doing work on the job. You know what I mean? But I I believe on-the-job training because... I feel like when you go to college, they teach you book smarts, right? Then when you get to the, to the job, they are like, forget everything you fucking learned in there, and we're going to teach you how we do it in the real world. Yeah. So it was like, what the fuck did I just yeah. spend four years learning all this shit for? Then I get yeah. here, and you're like, we don't even do shit like that. I don't even know why they still teach shit like that. And, <laughs>
0: yeah. and you
1: throw it all out the fucking window, right? So, But it's very important that he, went, he had the fortitude to go back to school.
0: And say, let me get the degree to do it it, while he had the brand popping. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Because most people with you, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a college degree, bro. But with the brand, I'm thinking I'm going to figure it out as I go. But you just said, F that. I'm going to go and just do it and double down on this. And then I'm going to fully fully go all in on corporate bro because i have to see you couldn't live with that what if like you were Correct. too big i could not yeah. i
2: absolutely could not live with that. Yeah. that and that was the biggest thing and i think like i right. agree on the job train there is nothing better than that like nothing we're going to teach in school but i think the other piece that was more important than that was just what job i had that was sales like That's sales right. was everything right, period yeah. all the book stuff like i didn't do i did i need it do i need do i need an mba to be in sales like not at all but there were other things i wanted to learn i was just i, I was kind of a late bloomer I, I didn't give a shit about school until like I was in my probably late twenties and that's when I started like, I should go to business school. Wow. I weird, weird. I want to learn. This is the first time ever. No, I want to cut class. I want to play baseball. I want to party. Like, yeah. And so I was just later in life, like kind of, Oh shit. I might, I might be intellectually curious. I might kind of want to know what this stuff, what this stuff's about. So that's kind of what, what drove me there. But do you need it? No, you don't need it. I think on the job stuff and say, and if it's sales in particular, there's no better skill on earth
0: than yeah. on-person, but but yeah. you know what? I've got to ask you, this is something that we ask since we're midway in the show. We ask all of our guests, what was that one moment? So if you started going all in on 2019. Here we go, here we go. What What is the mama I made it moment when mama you went full in it. on corporate bro? What was that mama one moment made you it. Met, met the rock? What, what the fuck happened that was like, yo, I'm damn, I am that guy now. Yeah, yeah, um, wait,
1: wait, wait. wait. We, we, you know how you open when we wake up in the morning and you open up the blinds and the sun shine in, and you just yeah. like ah. that moment right there. That's the mama, that, made, that's the, that's the, that's the mama I made it moment right there.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think there were kind of two, and the first one is a little outrageous. I got a DM from Mia Khalifa. Um, the uh the, the uh porn star turned social media influencer i didn't
1: want to say i didn't want to say it If you said it but i was gonna yeah. go, the porn star I, yeah, you got gonna deal yeah. from the porn star we know yeah, who mia is. that one shout that out one. to mia
2: yeah, yeah bless her bless her bless her heart bless your heart yeah i mean she she it's funny because she's she is it's surprising to many people not like once oh, yeah. i spoke to her a couple times like she's actually very smart she's like right. very like she oh, similar thing like I mean, yes, it's a different kind of content, but she is. Boy, like is a, that a cli- Wait, is
1: that a cliche to say that shit?
2: She's smart. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. That you
1: like. She's actually very smart because she's a porn star. <laughs> like,
2: no, but I think that. I think the common misconception for me is like she's just like smoking hot, which is also true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. But she's you. very business savvy, and like right. she actually kind of fell right. into corporate bro because she was following. She's like, I'm actually working a corporate job. Like, I get this. Um, And she was the first video I made where we named the character corporate. We actually gave him a name as corporate bro. She was the first time we ever said the name. The second time the kind of mom I made a thing was when the Wolf of Wall Street uh, emailed me and like wanted to chat with me. And, you know, Jordan Belfort's kind of like the legend, right? You know, turns out Leonardo DiCaprio is a little cooler than he is. Who would have thought? But um, (laughs) I haven't met Leo yet one day, maybe. But that was kind of a, whoa, okay. Like. People are starting to hear about this in the, you know, in the sales world. I I, man, I'm not going to lie. I I have terrible imposter syndrome. So I still don't, I don't feel like I've made anything. I still feel like I got a long way to go. And that's just probably how I'll always feel. But um, those were two kind of moments where I was like, "Whoa, there are people out there that have no idea who I am, like as a person, but are interested in my work. That's very weird to me. It's still weird to me. That's yeah. so
0: fire though, bro, because I, I had those moments like, first of all, the Wolf of Wall Street hitting you up is crazy. That's crazy. But but I know something that a lot of people probably ask me, too, are probably curious, too, and I'm curious. How does one get involved in your content, right? Because you have the Mia Khalifas of the world, the Jordan Belfords. I'm pretty sure your network has expanded exponentially. So how does one get to be featured in a corporate bro sketch
2: or something? I mean, the short answer is be available around 730 to 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. That is That is kind of the bar. I mean... You know, most of the stuff we make nights and weekends. Um, you know, even now, like the office I use, it's it's occupied unless it's a weekend. So, people would always be like, kind of on the on the come up. Hey, man, how do I get one of your videos? I'd be like, Hey, we're shooting tomorrow, 8 a.m. Saturday. Can you be there? They're like, Ooh, that's Saturday, man. Like, I'm partying Friday night. I'm probably hungover. Like, I got this, 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 and I'm like, Fine, then you don't want this bad enough. Like, this is not hard for me to make that choice. To, I mean, obviously, it's my thing, but the sacrifice. For years, we didn't make money. We just like making stuff. And that was when we could do it. And I think commitment was the number one thing I was looking for. So if anybody wants to be in one, I'm always looking for people. It's overwhelmingly my friends and, and my family who are in it. You know, like so. So know, what Starbucks. Say,
1: so and... what you're saying is, if me and Jared, this is today is Thursday. So what you're saying is, if me and Jared fly out, <laughs> fly <laughs> out Friday night and we pop up Saturday morning, we in the yeah. next corporate. Oh, Pack your shit, man. Pack, it, pack yeah. your bag, Jared. Pack yeah. your bags, Jared.
0: <laughs> I'm already I'm looking.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Check Expedia not right this weekend, but in the next couple of weeks, yeah, I mean, that's like what it is. For sure. I, you know, I, I only yeah, for sure. make. I only ask people to you know to come out when we got when I have stuff for them. I don't ever want to bring someone out there just to come hang out while we're while we're working on stuff. or If it's just me in it, you know, I want people to feel like they're valuable and and get lines or you know or at least their face in it and so forth. So. I mean, yeah, that's the kind of short answer to it. Uh, you know, I've learned to kind of shoot most things by myself now because that's when the pandemic hit, that was kind of what I had to do, was just an apartment shoot, shoot alone. So, you know, that that's kind of what it was. Just getting people to show up. Fire, man. But like you said, the commitment is the biggest key, man, to yep. the
0: content. St- sticking on one thing. So and, and what's what's another piece of advice would you give to people like myself or other content creators that are looking to start their own thing? They're looking to monetize their, their audience and things like that. What's the one biggest piece of advice you would give to us?
2: Monetize. I mean, I don't know if this is that piece of advice, but maybe it'll come to me as I, as I'm speaking. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want to lead with monetization for I didn't make a dollar for I think six years mm. because I wanted the content to be like as authentic as much mine as possible. I want it to be as good as it possibly could from my brain, not influenced by like, what's a brand going to want, you know, what are other people going to want? I wanted to make content for myself. Like I did it cause I loved it. I love the process. Even though it's shitty 90% of the time you put something out it does well. And that's the glory. And I was like, Oh my God, how do I be a part of that? I'm like, you should see me writing for five hours alone late at night. Like you should see me editing. You should see me just like by myself. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's prioritizing content that you want to make. Don't, don't start a brand because you want to make money from it. Start the brand because the brand is you. The brand is authentic to your, your soul, whatever that is. The money will come. You'll be way better at it. So mm. I think like, you know, for you, you're, you're, this is already, I mean, you know, there's soul all over this, all over this brand. So like, I think you, that's already kind of innate in you. But I think a lot of creators are getting started with the goal of being influencers. I never started to be an influencer. I never wanted to be an influencer. It just turned out other people felt the same way. I did it because I was miserable. Because I was miserable in my job and I like making movies. That's it. you know. And it just turned into this. And obviously now I think about it from a business standpoint. Everything I do is somewhat strategic or at least I, tr- I try to imagine it being strategic. But early on, just make stuff and make the stuff you want to make and just that's it. And do it consistently. And that's you will it. have something.
1: He's, he's an artist. He's an artist. And, yeah, and, I see you're and, a uh, definition he's creator. A, he's a de- he's the, de- the definition of a true artist. Yeah. He took his art form and just enjoyed creating what he wanted to create and worried about everything else later
2: yeah i mean it's hard it's still hard now you know you you got these algorithms you know you got social media you're like what does the linkedin algorithm want what does instagram want tiktok want and you start to like well if i make this one i know it'll do better but it's like no that's not funny like i want to make my thing and yeah there's times where i'll do something that i don't necessarily want to do but the majority of content that i make like i want to make it and i feel proud to post it there are obviously mm. times where I post things, I'm like, whatever, but I need to get something out and I'll do it, but yeah. Yeah. You know, the, heart's still, the, the heart's still in the right place.
1: Let me ask you this question, because me and Jared was talking about this. We was talking about this actually uh, earlier today and yesterday, because we, we like to go back and forth on ideas, right? Is it a battle sometimes between, like you said, the algorithm, right? What you want to put out and what you know will do better right yeah. so you're saying okay i want to be my authentic self i want to put out version a right but i know version a might only perform this well right mm-hmm. but version b will do this well right? right and then it's the battle between your authentic self and still trying to build the brand and be successful because at the end of the day you still want to build the brand totally. right yeah. how much do you battle with that how much all do you the battle time. with that
2: fucking okay, right. every every time all the time I, it's like mm-hmm. You know, I can spend. I mean, I'll give you an example. I shot this this show, this TV level, TV level produced show. I could lip sync some dumb shit on TikTok, and it's gonna get three x the views in 24 hours than this thing that took me three years to make, mm. and this cost me half a million dollars, and the TikTok thing cost me nothing, mm. and I get more views on TikTok. But what do I really want to be when I grow up? I want to write TV. I want to act. I want to do heavier shit. I want to do more dense things that I a true person who's sitting down and watching content is like, holy shit, this is really well done versus the the six seconds of dopamine that they get in their brain when they then scroll for another hour and a half and immediately forgotten that little six second thing that I got a view for, you know, like yeah. you have to kind of, my answer to you would be do both. Just spread them out if you can, right? Like give them some space in between. It's a lot of people repackage, repurpose content. I'm not, I'm candidly not great at it, but I, you know, I did a repost today for the first time in a year and a half. And I was like, and it's killing it. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot I should be posting some (laughs) of my old stuff because half the people haven't even seen this old stuff because they're new. They've been here in the last couple of years. So like, this is new to them. It's not new to the OG OGs, but that's fine. They still enjoy it anyway. And like, so yeah, I mean, I fight that fight all the time, but you have to, you'll be miserable if you continue to chase an algorithm. That uh, becomes like the, the number one thing.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm I, big on repair. I remix my shit like Diddy, bro. I'm telling you right
2: now.
1: I, re- yeah, I listen, remix listen, it like hold Diddy. On. Like the reason the re- yeah, re- I'm like, that, you, well, listen, yeah. we, we're, we're transparent. So we're asking you to be transparent. So we're going to be transparent, too, right? So we have these conversations, right? Like internally, yep. me, Jordan, and Jared, Jared will be like, yo, we got to put something up. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to put that up. And he's like, yeah, we got to yeah. put it up because, you know, we didn't post today. And I'm like, yeah, but. That's not what I want to put up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it ends up being a back yeah. and forth, and, and we go through that internally, right? I, I I believe that it has to be a balance, right? As a true artist, because we're artists also, right? We do music, and you know we do you know things of that nature. We're true artists, and we're passionate about our craft. When you are somebody that, and Jared is very passionate, very very passionate I'll argue about. I'll argue listen, so depth. that's a fact. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> let me tell you something right now. Yep. If he puts his all into it. He's all in, right and he's like, this is what I'm doing and it has to be at its purity, right So when you're when you're an artist and you're and you're like involved in your craft like that, it's very hard to do the algorithm thing, right It's yeah. very hard to not do what you want to put out because mm-hmm. you get this inside feeling like I'm not being authentic. yep I'm not. Right, so Jared has a saying, right? He's like, Don't box my creativity. Don't, it, box right? don't, don't box it in. Don't box it So sometimes <laughs> I'll tell him, like, Jared, we got to do it. Through. So he's like, Cuzzo, don't box my creativity. You're yeah. boxing my creativity. So that's, that's real. why I, that's why that's I asked real. you that. So that's why I asked you yeah. that, right? Because as a, a true artist, you want to put out what you feel like is a true reflection of yourself, of your yeah. personality, of what your message is. But it might not do well, right? Yeah. At the yeah. same time, Jared has a brand. You has a brand. You're trying to keep the lights on, right? And we're like, if we put out this fluff, it'll keep the lights on. That balance mm-hmm. is very hard it's to maintain. Very it's very, very delicate.
2: delicate. Yeah. It's very it, delicate. It is. it is. And you yeah. and you, and the one thing that I struggle with that I know is true, and this is like another piece, and maybe this helps, maybe it hurts. I don't know whose side this essay takes. Is like most people don't give a shit about you. Like you give a shit about you. Like nobody's thinking about my shit like I'm thinking about my shit. Nobody is so obsessed inside my mind like I am. Most of them will watch the video and if they don't like it, they're going to move on with their lives. They're not like, oh shit. Oh shit, I better tell the boys this one was trash. I better call my mom and tell her this one was trash. Like no, they move on with their life so fast. Even though it doesn't perform, I may be sitting there like I'm fucked. Like I'm not funny anymore. I'm out of ideas. Like I knew this was fluff. I knew this was trash. Nobody else gives a shit like most of the time. You know, like you have to do say some really inflammatory, like messed up stuff to to get like true negativity. Yes, I get internet hate. I get it all the time. I get a po- comment. You're not funny. Okay, great. You, why do you follow? You literally follow me. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you follow <laughs> me, bro. Like, I did not make you press the follow button. Dude. <laughs> like, we, you know, like, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I had you handcuffed to the chair. And I made you scream my shit in your face. like. You know, it's just, that's the internet, man. People are yeah. cowards and they're going to hide yeah. behind it. it's just like, it's hard to tune that out sometimes. It's hard to like, you know, stay straight after you hear that, shit but, like that. But
0: but that that's a real question too, though, bro. Like how, cause you're, you're on a larger scale than us, right? So like, how has that, has it affected your mental health at all? When you've um, seen yeah. dips in algorithm, when you've seen dips in content, how do you really assess the true performance of your content?
2: Yeah. I mean, it always, it, it, I've just learned it just kind of ebbs and flows. Like sometimes you're on a heater and you got five straight weeks of just fire banger content people are like yo like my new favorite oh this is your new best one ever and like you know that feels good and even in those moments i'm like but the bad times are coming man they're they're right around the corner before all my posts are out and like you know i'll have five posts in the bank and i'm like i know three of these are bangers so i can kind of mix them in like i'm good for a month that month ends and right now can i'm at the, i have zero content right now sitting here right before you i have zero content i gotta go write some stuff i gotta go figure some stuff out and some of it's gonna wow. suck that's why i reposted today I threw, did two TikTok sounds over the last two days. I'm not happy with either of them, but like, again, lights on, like people are going to move on, but I will come back with banger content. It always happens. I will figure it out. But to answer your question, dude, I go to therapy. I have to, the way I have to work out four days a week, five days a week, play baseball, golf. I got to go to therapy. I got to talk about this shit because it, it's a lonely game. You know, yes. the thing about sales pit was I have my people left and right. Yo, did you hear that shit? Yo, like, can we go for a walk? Yo, want to grab some coffee? No, I'm sitting in my apartment right now. Like I got no, I got I got no one here to bitch to except my dog. Great listener, oh, doesn't really tell me a lot of interesting stuff, you know. Like <laughs> like you know, like not really calling Arlie just me up.
1: His feet his feedback is kind of fuzzy. Yeah, it's a little
2: <laughs> it's minimal. It's minimal. I'll say that. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> it's minimal. But right, you know what I mean? Like it's I, I gotta do it. It's part of you know, some days I have nothing to talk about, but it's always like, do I really wanna do this? Do I wanna do this? Like if I really step back, yeah. Of course i want to do it this is what my soul likes to do but there's a lot of days where i'm like why am i doing this like they don't give a shit like who actually gives a shit like wh- what? just do something else next episode core bro jumps off the golden gate and that's how we end it and it's just like remember when core bro he had a good run man he had a good run it's a super dark wow. episode i've already written it in my head but wow. i'm not i'm not gonna do that right but i think about it every day i think about like wow. man i should just call it a career like go out on top people will wish there was more fine i'd rather want more than like be the guy who's who, who fell off
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but, but but you know you know what's a good a good follow up to that too, bro. And I'm pretty sure everybody thinking the same thing. What makes a banger for you? What are the elements of a banger for your content? When you just know this shit right here is going to take off. What does that look like? Wait, wait. Yeah. Let me,
1: and let me sidebar that. And in that banger, let's talk about your your most, uh, let's say, um, activated or most um, influenced Your most post. viewed. Your yeah. Most viewed. Right. We want we, we want to talk about that one. And he's asking you, what's a banger? And I'm gonna attach something and say, was that something that was original or was that the fluff? Right.
2: Right? right was right.
1: that was that the one you didn't want to do that you did anyway, and it outperformed everything else? There you go. Let's yeah. take that.
2: I got examples of both right now. Um, so I did tech bros at weddings recently. My 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 boy from high school was getting married. It was a pretty small wedding. I was like, I'm gonna shoot this thing. I had all my lines prepared. I wasn't like Disrupting the wedding or anything. People are like, man, you probably ruined that wedding. I was like, no, these are all my high school boys. Like, they know what I'm doing. And like, it takes two seconds for me to like film one clip in front of them. But that one I knew was going to be a banger. Why? A couple reasons. One, I was actually at a wedding. So like it was a unique situation, it was a unique scenario. I knew like tech bros as a whole is a very general thing that even non-tech bros know of. Like you feel some sort of way about tech bros. And I knew that it was, I had enough industry knowledge to make it for the real tech bros to be like, yo, that's me. Or like, that's my boy. So like, not only is it funny, but it's also, it's relevant and hashtag relatable. Like those are the three elements. If it's actually funny, which is always my number one thing. And then like, is it relatable? Like, is this someone I know, or is this me? Those two elements. And then like a unique situation, you know, again, like I'm shooting at a wedding. Most of my stuff is with this sign in the background in my apartment. It's pretty like drab to look at. Now, that one popped off, and that one's got a couple million views, and I kind of knew that was coming. Mm. Um, wait, wait, wait. You that, said a couple million?
1: You said a couple no, That million? was fire.
2: You talking about the, yeah. the
0: one he was like, yeah, um, when you was in a wedding, you was doing a stinky yeah. leg here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, he, modest, he moded, modestly. He didn't even...
2: modest. Oh, that one got a couple million views. Because that's
0: what it is, that's man. Now, he he should be rocking.
2: Right. I, I mean, I, but I say that, like, most of mine, you know, again, it's real. And again, like, I, I have a... It, it's all perspective, right? We all want what we don't like. To me, that that's great. That's amazing. I mean, a couple of minutes. I say that modestly. I, it's amazing for me. Like that is, you know, a top. I've had a few videos go to that level. Most kind of sit in a couple hundred thousand views. Which I realize for a lot of up and coming creators, that's also a shitload of views to them, right? Yeah. But our bar changes as as we've done. We do this for a while. I had two sounds I did on TikTok. One was. uh, the Gavin DeGraw song where he's like, I don't want to be anything other than what I've <laughs> been trying to be lately. It's that there was that whole part. It's me walking out of a hotel room. And it's like, you know, me walking to the all com- all company breakfast after blacking out last night and telling the CEO how to run the company. Like, you know, it was a funny ass. Like I knew that was funny and I made that in 10 seconds. So I posted it and I was like, all right, like let's wow. see what happens. I had no expectations. And that one probably got like, Five or six million. That was probably the best video I've ever, I've ever had. See, you,
0: you know, my favorite, one of my favorite ones was when you was like, "Fuck it, I, I'm gonna go on a tangent here." This is yeah. what's going on in tech right now. That was my favorite. That's when I reached out to you, bro. When I saw that video, I was like. I don't care if you say no. I don't care. Whatever it is, I don't care if I got to wait six months to get you on the show, bro. I said that one right there, because you said everything I felt about the entire industry. And That (laughs) That wasn't
2: scripted. That was an actual rant. That was off the cuff. You can tell. You can
0: tell. But wait, look,
1: look at what Jared just said to you, that I have to chime in on that. That brings me back to the point of what we said when we started the show, when we talked about your accolades. He just told you, Based on what you said right there in that one video, he was like, I got to reach out. I don't care if he's... I have to. He put it all on the table because yeah. technically you inspired him. Right then and there, you was like, you caught his attention and said, I'm going... He felt connected right then and there and said, he's going through everything I'm going through. Yeah, and I, I got to reach out. And that's what we're talking about. Right. that that right, right that there. relatability and that yeah, relatability
0: yeah. and now look like,
1: fast yeah. forward how long ago was that Jared I'm going to ask you how long ago was that from when you initially reached out to Ross
0: maybe 2 3 months ago bro yeah. 2 3 right? months
1: ago and we got you on the podcast you see yeah. what I'm saying so yeah. like you know what i mean like that's it that's goes well. to show you how you influence people in real time in real no. time. Yeah, that's, that's
0: Another gem for anybody yeah. listening, right? Like, yeah. I saw that content and was so inspired, I reached out. Most people ask, how the hell do you get your guests for the show? Right. I make the ask, man. Yeah. The worst thing he could say is no. no. And if he says no, guess what? I'm still a fan of this fucking content. He's right. still dope to me. And it right. will work, Oh, he'll see me. And when you see my shit, then we'll collab. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean,
2: professor, my professor, you don't get what you don't ask for, right? You don't ask for it. Why are you going to get it? it. Who's going to give it. it to you? you know? That's like, it. Uh, and, I got- and I appreciate that, so...
1: Yeah. I got I'm another,
2: I got, did. I got another love, question bro. for you.
1: So we, we, we're talking about sales, right? And we're talking about progression and we're talking about things that you want, right? So my question to you now is like, what is your mountaintop, right? What is your peak where you could say, like, I, we had the mama, I made it moment, but yes. everybody has a point that they strive to achieve, right? Like, I want to get to at least this point, right? What's that point for corporate bro? What's that point for Ross where you can say... I I don't have to go any higher than this. I'm good right here. What's that point for you?
2: I mean, I think there's two two things I'm really interested in, in like the long run. One of them is I want to run a VC firm, which is very random. The other one is I want to write and act on a network television show. Those are like the two, like very different pieces of my life that I'm interested in. I already run like a small investment syndicate. I've already shot my own. TV show, even though it's on YouTube. Like, I mean, I could sit here and tell you, and like, the, the, the honest to God truth is like, I've already made it. Like, I'm already where I want to be. Like everything else is gravy. Like I'm good. I'm good to go, but you always want more, right? Like when you get to a certain, like you just, I have, and I, I, you say this a lot to people and it's a curse and this is the classic, like, what's your biggest weakness? Oh, I care too much stuff. Like I've used this exact sound by before I'm using it. I have a problem. I have a problem. And that is to me, being successful feels like status quo not i don't mean that in a bragging way i mean that like i have a hard time enjoying success in any way because to me it's like i just shake your hand move on next thing next thing when i fail it's the worst thing in the world like i live in failure and as success is, is 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 just status is just like as it should be like i don't feel good i feel relief i feel like i've survived to the next thing like now go do do it again and do it again and if you don't then you suck right and it's a problem it's a real problem you know, as great as it sounds, like, oh yeah, super successful, it must be really hard for you, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I'm not saying it for any of that lens. I'm just saying it from the every time I put out a good post, I'm I'm just thankful I survived to the next week.
0: That's, that's so it. real, bro. That's, that's so real. People don't get how yo, everything that's you're big. saying is so real, bro. And I appreciate your transparency with that. Yeah, this, that's man. big. Like, seriously, people don't understand the internal battle that goes in as being a creator because life's still happening to us and we're still yeah. showing up, man. Fucking yeah. girl left you this, you got rent, you got this, that, whatever the shit that's going on, and you still have to perform and put on the persona. Right. And there's not many people, like something I battle with, and I'll keep it real with you, Ross. One thing I battle with, right, is on LinkedIn or some of these social platforms, is people reaching out to me every single day telling me how great I am. Yeah. And battling with the, am I really going to be fucking great? Yeah. You, What if I'm not great? What if tomorrow is not a banger? What is that? And that, how that plays with you, bro. And I know you deal with that, bro. And when you said the, the therapy, man, like, that's real, man. I appreciate you being transparent. But that's it right there. That's yeah. exactly
2: it. Like, the, the the positive comments, the man, like, your stuff really changed, blah, blah, And it's not to say, like, I'm super appreciative of, like, all the things you guys said. Like, Absolutely. that stuff rolls off so much easier than some one negative thing of, like, bro, you fell off. Like, exactly. that person I let down. I feel like I let that person down. Like, exactly. like, with other people, I feel like I'm doing my job. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like, which is... Putting out good shit that people feel good about. And if I don't, then I've failed and I've let these people down. In yeah, matters.
1: but you can't please everybody, Ross. I know, of course. It's
0: hard. It's hard, I, I, as, I, hard I, as you're creating listen, your, it's your baby.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I yeah. always play devil's advocate. Ross, you are not for everybody. Totally. You might, listen, you might be the funniest person in the world. You might be the most handsomest person in the world. You might be the <sighs> most entrepreneur, the most philanthropist. And there will still be somebody that, for some reason, for some God forsaken reason, does not like you. Totally. You are not for everybody, right? We cannot save everybody. But if you can change the life of just one person, do yeah. you know what kind of domino effect that has to change generations on down the line? Let's just say you change Jared's life right now. Jared has two kids, he told you, right? He has two kids. If you change Jared's life, Jared changes the life course of his two children, which then supposedly changed right. their, their course of their yeah. children. All right. All right. And it starts a generational change that you've started with one person.
2: Yeah. You understand yeah. what
1: I'm saying? So, so it's that
2: ripple effect, it's true. It's a ripple it's
1: effect. True. So when, so, yeah. you know, and I tell Jared this all the time, like when people come up to you and they say, yo bro, I, 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 yo, you are Mr. More Than The Title. Take that with humility and understand sure. that what you are doing is God's work, right? That is your paying it forward. That is you paying it forward, right? Somebody yeah. is taking the information that you have given them and they've used it for information for free, for free, it didn't cost yep. them nothing. Yep. Yeah. So you, you, you know what I mean? So it, it's right. those, it, I live for those moments, I'm not gonna lie to you, right? Yeah. I totally. live for those moments because it took somebody to do that for me to get me to where I am today. I might not be here, but I'm not here. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yep. And I know where I started and I'm nowhere near where I started, but it took a person like that to inspire me. So when you guys get those accolades. I, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just talking from a person that 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 got inspired from somebody else. Be grateful to that and be humble to that mm-hmm. and just know that you've changed somebody's life forever. Not like in the moment. When somebody has the courage to say that to you, yeah, they're yeah. telling you you've changed their life forever. And that's
0: hard to say. That's big,
1: yeah, bro. It is. That it is, is huge right there. For yeah. you to live with yourself and say, I've changed somebody the course of somebody's life which yep. will inadvertently change the course of their family's life.
0: But, that, huge, but that, that goes back into the pressure that comes huge, with, that bro, comes back to the pressure huge. that you deal with, bro. Because yeah. you've changed how many sellers' lives. Right. Of just yeah. saying, you know what? I'm not alone. Yeah. Right. That yeah. one thing that I'm not alone, like what I'm going through, going through these fucking Salesforce reports, going through my lead list, making these hundred dollars a day, that I am not alone. And these feelings... Everybody else is feeling right because that's cool. the hardest thing. When you're especially with the remote work, right? When you're in the island by yourself and you just gotta, you got one bro that's that's cool. You'd be like, man, you're doing good, and I'm fucking terrible too. And you're just sitting there <laughs> and you're just going through that motion, bro. So, so I, I I do appreciate you first of all with your following, bro. And you don't know me from a hole in the wall. You came onto this platform, bro, and we're just like, man. For anybody listening, it was just one DM and a LinkedIn. he just said, yeah, man, let's let's do it, man. Showed up on time, was cool about it, reposted the shit, man. You don't know what that means to me, man. Because, like, you inspired me so much, and that's gonna keep me going, hopefully, inspires the next person, there bro. You go. And and that's what it's all about, bro. And I, I'll end off with this. Is my last question for you, Broski. Um, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned throughout this entire journey that you would want to share to others, man? Whether it be working in corporate, whether it be your entrepreneur journey right now, what is that one lesson that you maybe bumped your head really hard and was like, Man, I'm pivoting. And now I'm on the right path.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate Much love, words. man. And, much love. Um, much love. And it's true. And I think like I'm still very humbled by the whole thing. I think I'm more. I'm, I'm beyond that to self-deprecating. Like, why the hell do you care about me? I don't even care about me. Like, why, what What are you That's doing? That's um, And I, it's not like, a. again, not a, a healthy way to look at it probably. Um, mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is the world is small. And people joke about it. Like the world gets smaller every day. And it's just like, be good, man. Be like good, be a good person to people because the world, every day I run into somebody else who knows somebody else who like, I'm triangulating these relationships with all these people. I'm like, whoa, this person has something to say about me. Like they, I, you know, hopefully I've been good to them. And like, you know, it will slingshot you a lot farther. It's really easy. I think. Similar to sales, like you're competitive with your people around. You, you want to talk shit to people around. You. you want to talk shit about, wow, is that creator successful? They suck. Their shit's not even half as good as what I do, blah, blah, blah. Like, like just don't go down that route. It's so easy to like be really toxic about all these things. It's We're in a world of negativity and press and PR news and wars and injustice and all these things. It's just like, fucking, just be good, man. But be a good human and whatever else you do will be fine. And that sounds so lame. It doesn't man, though. no, it doesn't. no, I get no. like pissed off at shit. I'm like, I get petty sometimes, and I'm like, no, like you can't, you can't do that. You can just like, what's that worth? Like, what are you gonna do? Is that gonna make you feel better? No, it's not gonna make you feel better. And like, that's think, so real, man. That's the thing for me. And that's why you know, jumping on something like this, like I know I'm gonna run into you at one of these conferences. Like I know we're gonna like, that's a fact. You know, like, <laughs> of we're gonna like, run into each other. That's like, a, it's a fact. Happen. We definitely gonna see each other. <laughs> but, yeah, like you know, why would why wouldn't I? Again, and this just makes the world get even smaller and it gets even smaller. And I feel like you know. There is this community of people who, you know, I don't know personally that well, but like we are going through, like, I know we're going through it. We're going through the same shit. Not a lot of people can talk about honestly with each other, you You know, know? our world is really small content creator. It's fucking small,
0: super, super small,
2: you know? So I think that's kind of it. And it worked really well in sales, the relationships it's helped me get out of sales. It's helped me do stuff like this, you know, that's, that's it.
0: Bro, uh, I yeah, I appreciate yeah. you, man. I'm I'm just gonna tell you to your face, bro, because it's our first time, and I put my number in the private chat, bro. So make sure you hit me up. I'm gonna extend the invite yeah. anytime you come to New York. I man, you got family out here now, so you good. Yeah. Red carpet, anything you want. Hey, let's let's go. Go. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. The give, give, give them we the
1: dis, di- give them the disclaimer. You gotta have a healthy liver. You know what I'm saying? You come <laughs> to hang out with us. he's not going to give you the disclaimer. I'm gonna tell you right now. We stand we Rick James every couch, we we Rick James every couch. We drinking. Rick James bitch, I fuck your couch. I yeah. <laughs> you the way that you are. <laughs> that's bad that's time right. to be he a couch. Don't let him tell you act like we are going to come out and fucking have a little drink and talk, but we going to fucking turn up. So when you come out be ready to party. Be ready my to party. My liver's been in training yeah. for
0: a minute. So I'm in that my liver's in the big leagues, dog. I'm yeah. just telling you. Please just take take us up on it, bro, cuz I'm yeah. I'm going to tell you to your face, bro, like you're you're an effing Star, man. I I've, yeah. I've encountered a lot of content Thanks. creators in my day, man. I've a lot of people have inspired me, but you're different, man. You process the I can tell the, the intricacy you put into it, the time you put in your content, the thoughtfulness you put in your content, man. Yeah. You're the real fucking deal, man. And I don't want you to ever doubt yourself, bro. Because I'm going to tell you, I look at that shit and I'm inspired as fuck. My shit is text-based, man. I I, I hit people with words because I'm a rapper. So it makes sense for me for text-based. But you, man, you are a star. The world is yours, man. You can get a TV show. You can fucking have Netflix eating out your hand. You can do what you want, bro. And if you ever want some fucking ideas, we're here. But I just want to see you succeed, man. I appreciate you a That's ton. big. Hey, Thank you, boys. Straight up, man. man. I appreciate
2: y'all. I I
1: do got a question for you though, um, because hey, I I I can't let this go past. Um, with every success story, there's always a failure story, right? I judge, you know, and I tell people all the time, you can't have success without failure because you base your success on your failure, right? Yep. Let me ask you a question. At what point in your career, from when you started in sales, I mean, you know, first day, rock bottom. Was there ever a point where you was almost ready to like call it quits where you fucking broke mm. the keyboard? I mean, like, you know, cause we all have them days where we have bad no. days. But there's a day, there's a day when you're like, you break the fucking keyboard. You know what I mean? You're throwing shit around the office and you're like, I'm done. Have you ever had a day like that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> every week is a constant well, I, I was gonna say I was gonna say at <laughs> least saying, once a week. week. No,
1: no, no, but I'm saying it's real because yeah. what because if you actually, if you actually think about it, right? That day can change the course of your life, right? Because you can actually sure. go do something else. Yeah, you can actually go do something else yeah. and leave what you were doing forever.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, that happened to me. That was the end of my glass. That was right before going to business. That's what made me go to business school. It wasn't. Gotcha. It wasn't a day, but it was a buildup of. I was so miserable and so angry every day. I would wake up like, I'm so thankful. I haven't had Sunday scaries in probably five years. Like, okay. I don't even know what Sunday scaries wow. is. But I used to have Sundays. I used to have every night was a scary, like scaries, and I remember I got so miserable. I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm gonna I am going to take the GMAT five times. I'm going to hire myself a tutor because and, and sneak into conference rooms after work and just read this textbook and learn how to do high school math all over again and learn how to do these verbal and take these tests. I was so mad. I had to change. I, I had I had to get out. Mm. To the point where I, as a guy who would cut class, <laughs> hired paid money to study and take a test five fucking times. Like I was mm. such in a dark place, wow. I was like, I have to get out. And that took me six months of studying, six months of studying. Wow, probably a little more. More we like eight months of studying. But it you know, it, I just went in. I went in, and that's what it was. Like I had to make it. I'm someone who will just like if they get to that point, I have to make a change. I'm, I'll wallow in it for a bit, but. I got I to gotta take action. I got to throw, throw on some beats and just run it out.
0: Yeah. You know? I see, a CEO said something real to me, bro, one time before we started the business. He said, once the entrepreneurial fire starts burning, there's no way for you to ever put that out unless you try it. And when he said that shit, man, and that's what you was going through, you were like, man, like, this isn't no long-term thing. Like I'm at Glassdoor. You're a big brand, right? You're going to help me. Maybe going to increase my salary by 40, 50 if I jump around some other places. You're a good name on my resume. But what are you really going to do for me long-term? And what you did was really just created something sustainable for yourself, for your family, bro. Corporate, bro, going to live on. Whether you whether you kill the character, whether you do anything, that's going to be some shit that's legendary, bro. Like, that's legendary what you've done, man. And I just want to say as a sales profession for all this, I got all my sales guys in here, bro. We're all like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks to everybody who's fucking resharing and all that, man. Love you guys, man. But like, seriously, man, like you, you were a voice of us, man. So keep on doing what you're doing, man. Like you have an open slot here on more than the title anytime you want. I don't care if you got a new episode, you want to fucking promote something. You're here, bro. Whatever you want, we right, got wait, you.
1: Wait, we can't cut them off though. I got, an, I got some more. I got some more for them. We got, we oh, got a couple. You got got a couple minutes. You got a couple more minutes. Nah, got we got a, a couple more? minutes. We ain't gonna. Right, let's do Yeah, we ain't gonna cut them off yet. Damn, so, I've been
0: drinking. I gotta pee though. <laughs> <laughs> i ain't
1: gonna <laughs> <it's all right. laughs> Red up, boys. Yo, bro. can I come back? Hold on. You gotta put on the adult depends. You can't get off camera. You know what it is. Sacrifices got to be made, baby. He's Put it on a, a diaper. On the, on the Damn! So it you know, because <laughs> he had a little twinkle on himself. <laughs> you know, so we all about, you know, I'm all about um, and Jared will tell you this and he will tell you and he will affirm what I'm saying to you. Success is dope. But we are all about the give back. If we do not pay it forward to future generations, then any progress that we have made thus far, we will lose moving forward, right? How does Ross give back to future generations coming off? Now that you're successful, now that you're not in the fraternity pit, you yeah. know what I mean? Now that you're successful, how does Ross give back to his community? First of all, let me, let me backtrack. Where, what, what is your community? Where are you from? Where you from?
2: I'm from Atlanta originally. Right. So,
1: so you still live in Atlanta right now?
2: No, I'm in I'm in San Francisco now.
1: That's what I thought because you said Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So you're in San yeah. Francisco. So now that you're in San Francisco, how does how does Ross give back to the either the community of San Francisco or the community of Atlanta where you were, where you were raised at to help the next up and coming youth try to make something of of themselves? Because that's very important. We can't we cannot end this show without talking about that.
2: Yeah. I mean. There's kind of two ways I think about it. I actually look at my community where I can have a bigger impact is actually the sales folks who are in my DMs constantly. It's a little less about the kids. I can go down a tangent about kids. It's a little less relevant. It's more around... So financial literacy is like a very important thing to me and my family and teaching people how to... You know manage their finance all the shit we for some reason don't learn in school um you know that's kind of been actually my mom's entire life has been about financial literacy and so that's obviously rubbed off on me and that's i actually do a lot of that for sales people that's why i started an investment group to teach them man sales people don't know how cap tables work they don't know how stocks like shares work private shares work they don't know how angel investing works and so there's a lot of that but more importantly it was going to bravado and trying to start a sales community where people could ask all the questions they couldn't ask on linkedin you know it was my manager sucks like what do i do hey i'm choosing between these two companies i can't post on linkedin that i'm looking for a job like who do i talk to and so people come to me and so i've been trying to build resources a for people who want to break into tech sales get into this world understand what it's like b help them find new jobs i created a document when all the or a whole website when everybody was getting laid off called stillhiring.today it exists right now it updates every week tech jobs that are still hiring i get messaged three times a day x laid off 20 percent of people why wait off for you of people like I got to keep people employed, man. When people are happy, like they're laughing. And if they're laughing, they're laughing at my shit. And that's like, you know, it's, you know, that's kind of how I think about it. I want people to be happy. So uh, that's another piece. I do some mentorship stuff for a few SDRs. I do not have more time or space for take on more individuals as, as mentees right now. Um, But I kind of keep some of that stuff. Like I don't really talk too much about that stuff. I don't want to like, it doesn't need to be a thing, but you know, no people, no but... you don't
1: you don't have to talk about it like in depth right but yeah. i
2: noticed that a lot of
1: times right when people become successful the things that they do to give back to the community don't get no 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 spotlight it don't get no shine it don't get no share they do it very quietly right but then all the negative shit that happens comes to the light right and then yeah. we end up getting brainwashed because all we see is negative shit repeatedly we don't right. see the people doing the positive yeah. things i understand you're doing it selflessly but i'm just telling you that putting a shine on something that you're doing positive to change somebody's life is not a shameful act. You understand what I'm saying? It it is saying that we can change the narrative and we can show things that people can do positive things on a regular basis and consistently, and not only do the negative shit that we always see on all these news outlets every yep. fucking day. That's yep. all I'm saying. So and yeah, appreciate you I agree. That.
2: You just don't yeah. want it to be feel contrived or calculated. It, it, right? Exactly. Like right. I don't need people like accusing me of like you're just doing this for to you know to look good and like you know what, whatever. does it look good. But, but let me it ask it you this good, question.
1: But. Okay, but let me ask you this question. And I'm gonna put it to you like this. You got if you if you made money on your own, right? However you made your money. And you decide to do something with your money, positively. And somebody says, oh, you're only doing it for this. It's my fucking money.
2: Yeah.
1: Are yeah. you doing it? That's my question to them. Are yeah, you right. doing it? And if the right. answer is no, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Don't, yeah. don't. You can't tell me why I'm doing what I'm doing. The bottom line is right. I am doing it. And that's the biggest issue when we run into the, oh, you're right. only doing it for this factor. But it's I'm doing it, vice, I'm not doing it. Because they would rather right. you not do it. Because the more but, but, of us but, that are not literacy uh, financial literate and this and this and that, we fall victim to the system. That's but, what right. it is.
0: But, but for, as him as a content creator, especially on that right. level, like that type of shit is not gonna be seen. Like I'm pretty sure there's numerous calls you've taken after five, six o'clock from salespeople, sales folks. I'm on a pip. What do I do? All those other things. Like, like that's just and plus you're giving so much in your content similar to what we're doing now. You give yeah. so much, and that's the way you give back, right? And, and shout out to Bravado, bro, because I, I follow Salil too, man. So I've got to ask you my follow-up question. My last one, go. man, is yeah. how did Salil bag you, man? How did he get you on board? Uh-oh. Because, man, he's a beast on LinkedIn too. I love what you guys are doing. So yeah. kind of, how did that partnership come about? Right.
2: So, Sahil's a beast. Um, I met Sahil on Stanford's campus. I was in school there, and he just happened to be like speaking at one of the classes. Mm-hmm. And he was running some, you know, I'm bringing back McKinsey, he was running some consulting exercise, like what are salespeople <laughs> into? They're into like caffeine and Will Ferrell. And it turns out like corporate bro is on this like list of 10 things. Wow. And so he hits me up. And similar to like what we're going to do when I, uh, you know, rolled in New York, like he took me, uh, we got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like all the good like all good partnerships that's where it starts over his case was he's got like a wine cellar of all this like nice wine i'm like is it red or is it white i don't know di- you know that's basically the only difference is i know um and we just talked about what we bonded over was talk about like the giving back and trying to change the narrative things like we want to put respect on the name of sales like we just want the sales profession to have some respect and people to understand that it's the best skill that like it's what drives the entire world to spin is the people that are selling and if you're not selling a product, you're selling an idea. And if you're not selling an idea, you're selling your significant other on where you want to go to dinner. You're selling your child on whether or not they're going to eat their greens. Like, it, you're selling a, you're selling all the time. So we wanted to kind of change the narrative. And that's that's kind of been the mission. And that's, you know, we bonded over that. Obviously, some wine and uh the rest is it. history.
0: Lo- love it, man. Beautiful. Please, please, man. I love that story, yeah. man. And please put in a word, Mick. I want to get him yeah. on the show for season four. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. If you put in a word. Oh, he'll do
2: it. Of course he'll do it. I would love Thank for him to come on. We're
0: going to get a gonna have a drink champs edition. Tell him to bring his wine. And we're yeah. going to have a real
2: ass Listen, hold
1: on. If, if I'm going to have wine, I got to have you know some nice steak or some lamb chops. It gotta yeah, be
2: exactly. Right, you know what I'm saying? Cool. it got to be right. Cool. right, right. it
1: got to be right. I'm not drinking yeah. wine just to drink wine. I got to have a nice exactly. meat with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You sure you
0: come on? I don't know. I've never seen you you a well done dude. I don't like yeah. that. You <laughs> can't be a Petchup. well done dude.
2: You can't put ketchup <laughs> on his steak. Medium yeah. well, Medium well. Meat oh, well. no. that be a little pink and it. Got Got to be a little yeah, pink gotta in it.
1: Pink. It got to be a little pink in it. Medium, it medium is the
0: most. Medium is the most. If yeah. Anybody yeah. listening, don't listen to that.
2: <laughs> medium <laughs> Rare call today. That's it. Got to be a little. Got to be a little pink medium in, in yeah. it, man. Literally the way that you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally. <laughs> but listen,
1: um, Ross. Do me a favor before before we get out of here. Yeah. It is very <laughs> important that you tell the people and our listeners where they can follow you at. Where they can get in contact with you at, uh, where all your information is at, man. Go ahead and, and you know let, let the people know where they can find you.
2: Yeah, I mean you know you can throw a corporate bro into Google and I mean any social media network out there, including but not limited to LinkedIn. I'm doing the TikTok thing. I don't like it, but I'm doing it. Uh, you know you can connect or you know you can add me on LinkedIn, Ross Pomerantz as well. That's another spot. But you know I guess the last thing I would say is go watch Sat, Go watch Sales Are Dope. It's on YouTube. You can search it. There's eight episodes. Throw it up on your TV, you know.
0: Drink I'm a little watching, bit, I'm smoke a, a little watching,
2: bit. Find out. I ain't gonna, I ain't
1: gonna I'm lie, I'm right throwing it up tonight. I ain't gonna lie. I'm watching the episode tonight. No, I'm not. And, I mean, and I'm throwing it short. up. Anybody in my house is watching it. Anybody, anybody, yep. fucking come watch it. You this know, just it'll just teach them. If they out. don't
2: know what sales it, it, is, they will after that. You know, episodes are short. They're like ten to fifteen minutes. So, the Whole series is ninety minutes total. You can watch it in one sitting. But, yeah, give it, give it a watch. See what you think. Again, it's not for everyone. So yeah, I, I just well, wanna
1: it. I just wanna I wanna backpack on, on what Jared said. I just wanna thank you for coming on the show, bro. Like I really enjoyed this interview. This um, sick. yeah, 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 your story is, is 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 amazing. And you know, we really enjoyed you, man. And I and I and I, I'm with Jared, man. I think that you're gonna go on to do really, really big things, man. Really big things. Like you said, you're doing okay. a sketch comedy and you're doing this and you're doing that. And it's just true talent, man. You, you no know, you don't don't let nobody box in your creativity. That's it. Don't let nobody box <laughs> in your it, creativity. You are gonna go to the moon with this thing, man. Trust
0: That's your it. gut, man. Got you, yeah, it, trust man. Your trust gut. your gut. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And listen, and when we get off, you know, send me a link because we need we need a more than a title silhouette in the back, man. Jarrah with that with that sign. I told you, you're not getting away with that sign. Listen, hey, I, I not send you a link this Listen, time. I don't mind giving you your credit, but I, I goddamn need a more than the title sign with, with the with the spiky hair and me and Jared and shit. Oh, they will do it. They'll do it. They do the it. And it looks good. Send me the link to that good. shit. We ordering that next
2: week. You yeah, yeah I, absolutely. Yeah, don't get shout three out to feet. sales, bro. <laughs> three, three, three feet is way too fucking huge. I did not know <laughs> how big three feet was in, once you had it in your hand. Yeah, right. I, don't. Get like, I like. No, I
1: I like three feet. It, it's thick. It's out of control. Does it? Does it light
2: up? Does it light up? The purple. Oh yeah, man. It, uh, these are the co- these are the colors, but the brightness changes significantly. Gotcha. Otherwise, it blows out these cameras. Wow! Wow! I, like I love it. You know, you can you can lo- gas up. Oh yeah! Oh, I, y'all, it I it see. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, to I keep it. it. I have to keep it like at the bottom, yeah. so it light. Ah. But nighttime is the only light I got. I turn on in here. Right. I love it. Fire, I love it. Thank you, man. Thank you again, bro. man. Everybody,
0: Everybody, tune in, check in. I, I've got so many DMs. My tech, my phone is going crazy, man. Ross, thanks again, man. We got another episode next week. We got Mark Keelans from CCM of AirMe coming on. We're gonna go through his story, man. So I'm excited about Big that. Ball. But brother, you have family in New York City, man. Take me up on
2: that goddamn offer, I, man. Please I call will me, when man. I get Hold on, wait. you
1: like you like you like lamb chops? Because that's my favorite.
2: I'm a red meat guy. So we I'm got a steakhouse. So. We got so a couple steak.
1: We got some real good steakhouses out here that we could take you to. Yes, we do.
0: And, yeah, and we gonna have
1: a real good time.
0: I'm not myself. Okay, that's baby. it. <laughs> we set. I'm out, baby. out, baby. I'm in. That's I'm it. In. We set. We right, set y'all. Appreciate you again, man. Thank you Later for tuning for in for another episode. More than the title, baby. We see you. What you know, what you know? What you know about me? you seen it all. heard it all. Oh, what you know about me? I've done it all this one.